This is CyberSound, your simplified and fundamentals-focused source for all things cybersecurity. Happy holidays and welcome to CyberSound. I'm your host, Jason Pufall, joined today by Steve Mareska and Michael Grandy. Hey. So I've, I'm a huge believer in all the things magical about Christmas. I, I get sucked into it. Uh, we talked a couple of years ago about Santa. All right, so maybe there's a couple of things we pulled out of that that might make you think twice about his methods. <laughs> but the reality is, right, he flies over the house. He jumps in the chimney. He does all these magical things. Admittedly, I've struggled a little bit over the years with the idea of a Frosty the Snowman and how he came to life by simply putting a magic hat on his head. And we actually spent some time chatting about this. I think, Steve, you had a perspective that I really, actually, I really appreciated. The more you started to talk about, the more I thought there's some, there's some legitimacy to that. Well, you see, you know, <clears throat> Frosty first came around maybe in the 1950s. And you have to remember, the military industrial complex after World War II was idle. It needed a lot of support. They had to transition somehow. This was a skunk's work, skunk works project. And if you don't know about a skunk works project, it's really, you know, kind of a dark research opportunity. It's where your U2 planes were developed. Frosty is one of them. He's, he's a weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it depends how you look at it, right? You know, the public record may present one visible. It seems like a good-natured weapon. Right. I mean, he's right. bringing joy. Hey, propaganda is a really strong thing. You have to present an outward positive image. So uh, one of the things you suggested was, hey, it's 2023. AI is now in the mainstream. But the reality is, right, version ones of this oh, yeah. were 1950s. Right? right, right. I mean, you know, those of us who remember, you know, your uh, 1980s uh, virtual therapists, Eliza, you know, it's been around a long time. The Gulf War logistics effort was one through early versions of AI. I believe that Frosty is exactly that. So right, so, so we're going to examine a few of the pieces. I'm assuming, let's assume everybody knows the, the song Frosty the Snowman, right? We're not going to have to sing it. Uh, although I, you know, I know Mike, Mike did volunteer for it, so, but, but I guess today we'll, we won't hold him for that. Uh, we'll pull a few things out. I think it'll to serve to jog people's memory. I think it'll be really useful. Um, and and know, I have a theory about it. Okay. I believe that the song is actually a transcript, an echo. A training tool? A training tool, a yes. training tools. Of internal efforts to make this AI an early phase, self-aware, understand its purpose, understand the way it needs to interact with the world, and put a veneer of legitimacy around what is otherwise pretty threatening. I mean, it, it seems legitimate. When you look at the, at the cartoon, it's really grainy, right? It has, that, it has the feel of old training materials, mm -hmm. no doubt. Uh, so... Listen, he, Frosty the Snowman was a jolly, happy soul with a corn cob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. I mean, he he certainly has the 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 perspective of what he looks like, right? He has a sense of self. Sure. I mean, what's the early measure of intelligence? Passing the mirror test. You have to know what you look like in order to understand that that reflection is actually you as an individual. Makes sense to me. And the next line. He was a fairy tale, they say. Who's they? That's mm -hmm. true. That's true. I mean, that's just a cover. It could be a cover. Right, right. I, w I would like to point out, though, that the, the part of Jimmy Durante is being played by Jason today. So <laughs> he's doing a great job. Uh, so, the, you know, the children say you could laugh and play just the same as you and me. 
I mean, that speaks to something pretty sophisticated, I, I, more sophisticated than I've seen in the 2023 version of AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, play just the same as you and me. Right. It's a statement of capability. He's being equated to humans just so that he knows he's able to you know, accomplish the same things as his creators. I mean, it, I mean, it's incredibly sophisticated mm-hmm. when you look at it that way. And, 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 and granted, going back to that cartoon, he, he has a lot of capabilities. Like he, he's interacting with children pretty, pretty, pretty naturally, pretty fluently. Right. He understands calculus because he can throw snowballs at a distance on ballistic trajectories. You have to keep these things in mind. Right. And, that, and that's an outcome I can see. That Absolutely. It's a lot of calculation required. Yeah. So Frosty the Snowman knew the sun was hot that day. And he said, let's run and we'll have some fun now before I melt away. Totally recognizing his own mortality there. Sure. I mean, uh, well, well, the, sun, the sun represents his existential threat, right? Most likely. I mean, I, I think it's well understood that AI, especially in the uh, Asimov world, can be shut down if it doesn't recognize those threats and steer clear from them. Makes sense. Three laws of robotics, I think they apply to, to Frosty. So, I mean, you had, ind- you had suggested, Steve, that there might be even some self-protection mechanism built in there where he's recognizing, you know, the, the threat of the sun probably has to do some things to, to protect himself. I mean, I'd argue maybe he didn't do a great job because I do think he ran into a greenhouse, if I recall. So, so that's true. You know, there are some flaws, certainly, in, again, in the implementation. Again, training material. It's places to stay away from. Yeah. Yeah. Frosty is a purportedly a being made of snow, highly reflective. Largely visible against a dark background. You want to stay away from the sun where that's visible. I think it makes sense. It's right. a question of camouflage and stealth. Right. So, so the intuition, the 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 the, the knowledge that they should stay invisible makes sense. I think the execution may have failed a little bit uh, in in the way he actually. There are did bugs. That. Yeah. Natural. No Rhyme is 1950. Mm-hmm. So you know, version one that makes that makes total sense. Um, so let's go back here, right? Running here and there all around the square saying, catch me if you can. He led them down the streets of town right to the traffic cop. I mean, are we talking there a little bit about sort of the ability, the interest in subterfuge, the, the ability to evade detection? I think that's a, this is pretty deep. You have to remember that uh, those in high tension situations um, that are, acting as weapons, as you might assert that this being is, are a bit fatalistic, right? They, they know that they're about to be potentially destroyed. Do they need to employ stealth methods? Maybe, right? I mean, it, it's a training exercise to be chased around, right? right. It, it only buoys your ability to evade capture. Right, and react to your environment and understand, mm-hmm. you know, how, how to avoid certain threats, right. you know, how, 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 to, how to blend in. I'd say that he did a great job blending in, right? He came to life and immediately everybody just accepted him. Right. Uh, well, his audience, right, was mostly all children, mm-hmm. widely accepting. That's right. true. Right? Less, less likely to pass judgment immediately, right? They haven't learned all the bad habits of mm-hmm. adults. So, smart. And, and it's helpful to, you know, encourage disarming conversation, gentle affectation, it reduces outward perception of threat. So the, there, the, I mean, there, we'll talk about a couple of other things, but there's one thing that gives me some comfort as we go through this, which is when he sees the traffic cop, mm-hmm. right? He heard him yell, he heard him holler stop, and he did. Mm-hmm. At least as far as I can tell, it looks like he did. So there's right. still, I think there is still some control oh, yes. that we've exerted over over Frosty you know, in, in what we built. You need some sort of backstop. But 
But who represents, you know, the policeman in real life? Uh, is, this regu- is it regulation? No, is no it, of course uh, not. No, Is no. it our friend Sam Altman? Who is it? Military operators. Oh, military right. operators. Okay. I mean, someone is commanding. Makes sense. They've got the on-off button ready right. to go. Right. Okay. So Look, every rocket launched from Apollo onward has had some sort of explosive short circuit. So I mean, this is really then we're we're really talking about you've got you've, you've got Frosty mm-hmm. right. He's he's animated. He's got obviously emotional intelligence. He's interacting with sure. people. But there, I mean, this this would make the argument that there's a there's a controlling being somewhere, a controlling entity somewhere, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you want this thing to have autonomy because you can't train it to encounter every eventuality and threat or situation that you might task it to accomplish. However. You do want to be able to intervene if something goes wrong. Makes sense. Which they've done, mm-hmm. right? So, so he's running amok, and they needed to they needed to sort of put the kibosh on it. Yeah, they entered the stop command. Absolutely Simple enough, right? Uh, so he waved goodbye, saying, "Don't you cry. I'll be back again someday." And that's kind of ominous when you hear that. Like, so, so he recognizes the risk of the sun, recognizes the potential threat to his being kind of knows, though, whatever happens is not the end, necessarily. Maybe it's just recognition that upgrades will occur. You know, he's going to be rebooted eventually. That's healthy. I can't help but uh, this was the early presence of James Cameron and and the Terminator. It's possible. Right. I'll be back. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Frosty was was that original on the storyboard. Mm -hmm. It could have been. Reality is often stranger than fiction. This is true. I think in many ways it's really quite poignant that the the training materials were done in such a way that I felt drawn in by the the human qualities of Frosty that I actually cared when when he was dying and and when the end was coming. Yeah, I think it'd be quite beautiful in another context. Beautiful? <laughs> sure. I mean, it, but but given your 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 thesis, you know, this being a military entity. I mean, maybe that makes it a little less beautiful feeling. Especially with AI and things like that that mimic humans, flaws, positives and all. You can't take it as anything other than nuanced. I suppose that's fair. Yeah. I, I I tend to prefer to hold, you know, Professor Henkel and Hocus Pocus and <laughs> Hocus Pocus. All, of, all of the lovely characters uh, from that uh, late 1960s cartoon uh, you know, in high esteem and, and, and not put them into the realm of, uh, you know, artificial intelligence and some, some conspiracy, but. Well, there, I mean, the evidence is pretty overwhelming. There are lots of horror movies about Frosty. I, I question why that is. Well, my, and my ending point is that, uh, I will prefer to be blissfully ignorant about the reality. Fair. I mean, I, you know, it wasn't something that I was thinking about too seriously, but I feel like Steve made pretty compelling arguments very when we were compelling. talking about this before. Yeah. Well, we can all be very comfortable as temperatures rise that this threat in particular will not persist for much longer. I mean, at least certainly in Connecticut, I don't feel like we've had a white Christmas in a while. So That's I feel true. generally safe till snowfall, probably mid-January. Snowfall are, right. are down for right. sure. Yeah. All right. Is, I mean, is there any realistic reason to think that Frosty would come after Christmas? I mean, he seems very Christmas-focused. I don't know. Isn't February peak winter? It's peak winter, but Christmas is over. So I think, you know, don't move to Maine and you'll probably save <laughs> <laughs> for a period of time, right? Hmm. Uh, that seems to make sense. 
Well, I mean, I think I think we've given people something to think about, right? Absolutely. Which 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 really is always our goal, right? Mm-hmm. Evoke, evoke <laughs> some uh, some some free thinking about this. Uh, I think it does, at a very minimum, make you have to rethink AI. Uh, it felt so sophisticated before we started talking, but I think you know it could be seventy years old at this point, and really maybe not quite as uh, developed as I thought it was. It's made by humans. We have flaws. So could it. So, well, happy holidays. Merry Christmas from Vancord. Uh, I, for one, want to thank all the listeners uh, throughout the course of the year. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, We certainly enjoyed making it. Happy holidays. Likewise. Thanks. We'd love to hear your feedback. Feel free to get in touch at Vancord on LinkedIn. And remember, stay vigilant, stay resilient. This has been Cybersound.